and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. All right, and welcome once again, everybody, to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Uh, my name is Rich Conner, and I am your host, and with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Green. Hey, everybody. How are you? All right. We're back uh, after a little bit of a gap. Yeah, life interfered again. Whee! So, um, we have the uh, two episodes of Ultraman Leo to get with here. Yes. Um, first one is the bridge of friendship that spans space, according to... Uh, to the wiki, because on... Yeah, Crunchyroll, it it's bridge, Crunchyroll. Of, bridge of French, friendship, bleh, new tongue, bridge of friendship in space. So bridge of friendship in space. It's not a big close difference. Close yeah. So, um, it was aired originally 6 7 1974, uh, directed by uh, Keosumi Fukuzawa, and it got a 12% rating. So they are still going down. They're not doing well. Yeah. They're not doing well. And there's, you said 50 episodes of this? Uh, I don't see how they kept it going if it was going down. Because it's just they they commissioned it. It's paid for. Just put it on. out. Yeah, I guess so. Like, uh, I guess. I don't see how they commissioned 50 because I can see them commissioning 26. Oh, no, they do, it, they do it like you're doing 52 episodes. Okay. Yeah, like this okay. is what you're doing. Like this is what we've budgeted. This is what we set up for. You're doing it. Now do it. Okay. Okay. Not yeah. a problem. Yeah. That's, that, at least that's my understanding. I could be wrong. Let me know. No, it sounds about right because I mean it's the same thing when they commission shows. Even now, you have a thirteen episode run. And if then, you don't show them, that's not my problem. Right, going to get paid for them anyway. Right, that's what you wonder. But you gotta wonder if on Japanese television they were like, "We're not paying for anything else. You're going to do yeah. this by God." Well, not only that, but like, if we don't show this, what the hell are we going to show? It's there's not a lot of channels. I don't yeah, know what else we're going to put on. in the 70s. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know if rerun culture was big there. Maybe they would have... It wasn't big here either, but I mean, you had it. Yeah. You could have put basically something super duper cheap on instead of I don't the know show that you've already paid for. I honestly th- don't know if at the time in Japan there was such a thing as reruns. I don't know. Like, because our, our television uh, seasons here are like fall season. Right. And, and then spring season. season. Yeah. And then you get some reruns. Right. I don't know if they do that there. Well, I mean, the, the difference you could think, and even in the 70s, we all grew up watching Gilligan's Island. Sure. And back. Oh, like syndicated stuff. Syndicated sure. stuff. That is basically reruns. I don't know if they did that. See, you'd, you'd think that somebody would have come over and said, why am I watching this show from the 50s? Oh, wait, it's this much cheaper? Let's try it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, obviously, I'm not Japanese, and I wasn't, you know, I was alive in the 70s, but I wasn't in Japan in the 70s. Yeah, that would be an interesting, uh, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you. Let's not look it up. August Vergone would know this, so. We we'll, do have to try to figure out how we to will. We will ask him that when we eventually have him on the podcast. So, uh, this is the uh, episode featuring the monster Ga- um, Giro. Giro. And again, this is one of those, again, with the g, j. Is yeah. it Giro or is it Giro? Giro. I went with Giro because it, it just sounds good. Well, they were calling him Giro, so okay, good. that's fine. Um, <laughs> his head looks like a uh, hippity hop. 
Oh yeah, it's got those absolutely the two horns that you could hippity hop yeah. on. It's yeah. almost like a giraffe's antlers, but but way a lot bigger. Yeah, well, a lot <laughs> taller. Yeah, you know, um, he comes to Earth without the intention of being an invader, and he hides himself out in Monster Park, which is a section of an amusement park uh, where monsters defeated by previous ultras. Were the theme for attractions, so right, we got, and we I got thought to that see, was uh, very cool that they had, and they named them, but I didn't write it down. Oh, I didn't, no, I saw, I saw Zeton, yeah, and we saw Tyrant from the back because you got to see his, his the arms. big, uh, club, the big, yeah, the big club, and then the axe hand, yeah. And I mean, they did name them, but I didn't write it down because I didn't think it was important. But I thought it was cool that they said, "Hey, you know what? We've got the these suits, and we're doing a show where we could just put them on the side and it'd be fine, and yeah. everybody will love it." And yeah. it's him going. Right, that works. Yeah, this one looks bad from the front. Yeah, we'll film it from the back. It'll be fine. <laughs> Not a problem. No problem. Yeah, no, no sweat. Um, so uh, the, the monster sees uh, that um, Toru has ice cream. Right. And he right. hypnotizes the boy to give him his ice cream. And the flashes that they use. For Whoa, the huh? Scene, I. Almost threw up. It was that bad. It is an epilepsy trigger, you guys. Oh, you would not believe. Wow, it's bad. I'm sitting on. Oh, oh God! <laughs> I was sitting far enough back that I was like, "Well, oh, that's uncomfortable." Yeah. I mean, we're we. I the second television in the spare room that you've seen my house. Yeah. So there's not a lot of space in there to be sitting as far back as you can. Right. Oh, it was not. Yeah, that was no fun. But anyway. <laughs> um. So while uh, Ken and his friends are watching the monster attractions, he detected that uh, Gero was an alien. Uh, all, since he was seen eating ice cream as compared to the other costume monsters, and then Gen's ultra senses. Uh, right. Which and is again, another, like... The flashes again, and you're sitting there going, people, why are we doing this? Is this... all right? Because it's the 70s. Yeah, I know That's we got to psychedelic, I guess. Um, I... So, uh... Uh, Giro and Toru ran away from Gen, but he successfully tails them with a stolen truck. Right, and the, the thing that I did was confused. The stuff that the monster shot at him is soap. I'm guessing it's a quickly hardening soap. Well, it's a quickly hardening foam. They didn't say it was soap. Okay. Is it actually soap? Yeah. It's actually soap, yes. Yes. But I guess it, they're going to go with, it's a foam-like substance. Well, yeah, because when he goes to do the training thing late, later. Right, he has to go he in the fight car wash. Says, it's a... It's a, <laughs> it's a car wash, you could say. But it is basically a car wash, an indoor... Well, most car washes are indoor. But, like, it's just... It looks like he's in one of those uh, booths where you go and try to get the money when it blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But bigger. And it shoots just foam at Foam everywhere. And you're sitting there going, okay... I understand. See, this is the one training montage that I got. Because you're fighting soap. This one. This one. <laughs> okay. You're fighting soap. And that's what the monster shoots. So you're fighting what the monster shoots. I got that. I was good. I'm going, okay, this makes sense to okay. me. Okay. <laughs> Here's another question then. Let me, let me posit this upon you. Go ahead. Everybody sees that what the monster does, right? Right. Okay. Then... Gen starts training in some mysterious thing. Right. Ostensibly. To beat the monster. To beat the monster. Yeah. But everybody sees him doing it. I mean, not this one, because only Dan did. Right. But, like, the, the, the slicey dicey the thing. Right. The boomerangs. See, but it, How do they not figure out who he is? 
because he's part of the group and he might just be behind me when he was part of the group. You always got to leave it to I guess. plausible deniability. Somebody should have been like, oi, wait a minute. Suddenly I didn't see Ken, him throw a fist and Ken figures out how to catch a boomerang, and now suddenly Ultraman Leo figures out how to catch a boomerang. Nah, nah there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Look it's, how different in height they are. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's the Superman glasses. Nobody's gonna notice, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently that's got some sort of. Uh, they retcon that into being some sort of super hypnosis, like it breaks up his face enough that people are like, oh, yeah, it's a totally different guy. Okay. Okay, sure. Sure, 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 sure. That's got to be, like, difficult when, uh, well, no, Superman did know, like, Lois Lane did know when she married. Clark when, Kent slash when, they mar- when they got married, she had yeah. figured it out by then. In Superman, no, he told her. Yeah, right, but, but in Superman 1. Oh, I wasn't thinking movies. I was going comics content. Oh, yeah. Comic content. It's just a movie. I figured, like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they have the same? For a reporter, Clark's really well built. Exactly. You know, like. Exactly, but whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um. And then the fight between the monster and Leo. You can tell that they went to the local hobby shop. Oh, and built those whatever. No, they didn't build. They rented all of the stuff that they had in the front because it's all trained miniatures, right? And they can't touch anything. <laughs> they can't break anything. They can't touch anything. So I mean, maybe they just needed it for another show or something. Like, look, this was expensive, and no, I'm, and that, that's what I'm saying. A couple of other shows that we need to shoot that take place in an amusement park, according to the script department. So we need to not. Bust everything up. Well, no, well see, also they wanted to show that Garo or Giro was not a violent monster. Right. No, and I get that, but they still did have a little bit of a fight in the background. Mm-hmm. But nothing broke. Nothing. They destroyed broke. nothing. Because the way I figured it, and where my mind went, is they just rented everything for a day or two Maybe. for the shooting, put it all down, and just told them this. You know, this is the front of the stage. Don't go past this line yeah. because well, I'm sure that's I'm sure it's actually a bigger area than we think it is because of forced perspective. Right, but again, there's going to be a line where mm-hmm. don't go past yeah, that please line. Please don't step because on. we don't want you to break anything because we don't want to have to really pay for it. We're paying pennies on the dollar because we're just renting it and Maybe. it's all going back. Maybe. That's the way my mind went. They could have borrowed it from another studio, who knows. Either way, but they're still, you know, pennies on the dollar. Yeah, they're still they're still being real ginger Super about it. Super careful. And, you know, you want to see the destruction, and it kind of took you out because there was no destruction. Yeah, I noticed it, too, and I was like, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, think of the children, don't wreck the amusement park. <laughs> and they didn't, and I was like, oh, thank oh, goodness. Thank God oh, thank God. <laughs> that's probably some poor guy. It's a family-owned park. If That that would have ruined him. Ruined him, I Ruined tell him, you. absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Monster insurance is expensive. Good lord. If this has taught us nothing else. Yes, monster insurance. Well, you got to figure, at this point, they don't even sell monster insurance. (laughs) They're like, no. No, No, you live in Tokyo, I can't do it. You can't sell your insurance, period. So, um, the kid escapes with uh, Giro by hanging out in his scales. Yeah, which is a nice perspective because they can show you the kid... Underneath these two, you got to figure cloth, whatever they are, kind yeah, of like moving big foamy them, things, big whatever. foamy things, whatever, and moving them around so it looks good enough. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the same 
style of thing, same mm -hmm. color because you can just color right. anything, right on the monster. You're like, okay, so that's kind of where the kid might be. Yeah. It's good. I like it. It seemed like a great idea until they started shooting at him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and how you know, are they not hitting that kid? Exactly. There's bombs going off all over the place. Kid's fine. No problem. Um, so uh, later, the Mac crews arrive at the amusement park, and Giro and Hypnotized Taro are playing in a carousel. Now, despite them aiming for him, uh, when they shoot, the alien escapes into his own realm, and Toro is sent to the hospital for treatment. The alien then appeared to play again and took him to his realm. Right, and again, more psychedelics. Yes, I get it's the 70s, but I don't need the psychedelics. Yeah, it was a lot of... Okay, at this point in the show, when you start watching this episode, guys, what I'm going to recommend is take whatever you're going to take about 45 minutes before you start this. By the time this episode kicks in, oh, you'll be you'll ready. be ready. <laughs> and I thought that same thing. I'm like, man, if I had toked or eaten a little odd stuff. This would be cool. But yeah, this would I'm be straight, and this is bad. This would be amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I picture some guy like, all right, look, here's what we're gonna do. We're everybody get over at seven o'clock. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do here. Everybody it. have this brownie, and we're yeah. gonna try this. We're all gonna take one of these little paper tabs. Forty-five minutes. Ultraman comes on, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> so, um, so he, uh, you know. Meanwhile, um. They they were uh, while Dan was training Gen. They were then alerted that Toro disappeared from his hospital bed. Right, and and Gen while he's being trained says, "But this monster doesn't mm -hmm. look like it wants to hurt right. anybody." And the captain again just yells at him. <laughs> now this time he doesn't slap him. Right but for once. For once he doesn't slap him. He's a monster. He they all want to kill her, and you're sitting there going. But we know in further Ultramans that the monsters might be friendly. Couldn't that possibly happen? Or we're not at that point I yet. I don't know if we're at that point. We are, oh, no, we've been at that we've point. We've Pigmon. Exactly. So he's a friendly monster. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. So right. um, so they finish training, and he transforms to Leo and attacks Giro. However, Toro orders him to stop not wanting his new friend to die. Now, uh, Giro later fires his sticky foam at Leo, but the Ultra spun himself in the midair to escape from it. Right, and that was what they used the training montage for, is that he had to learn how to spin himself to be clear of foam that's going to hit him anyway, because there's just no way to stop. Uh, yeah, exactly. That yeah, look you just gave I got, is I got nothing. made no sense. All you had to go with is science. Yeah. I didn't have the science belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Science. Sorry about uh, that. That's all right. I know. Um... So, um, the fighter jets distract the alien, and then Leo kicks Giro on the back, freeing Toro from his scales, and he caught the boy just in time to put him down safely. Right. Then Toro was forced to watch in horror while Leo pulls off Giro's antennas, killing the alien in the process. Well, no. He didn't kill the alien. Because what he did is he tore off the antenna. And then foam started leaking out. The foam out. started leaking out. It enveloped the alien. And the alien shrunk down to size. Yeah, but then he was all flat. They just basically laid the suit out flat and empty. No, no, because the kid could now play with the monster. Nuh-uh. Was it a flat suit? It was a flat suit. He goes over and cries on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and shrunk it down, and then he did cry at and it. And then Leo right. comes back and um, 
restores it with some right, sort of beam. Right, right, right. A, a beam, of course. So we've got a fear or an ultra beam. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Have, we don't know what that was. And then he takes him off to uh, go live in space in right. happiness. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, I thought the whole. Um, I thought the whole uh, like ripping off the antenna thing and having him dissolve in foam was a pretty good. Um, I didn't like the ripping off the antennas. Obviously, I'm, I'm got trying to get. He did, they didn't kill the thing, but then the foam coming out of where the antennas would have was been. Neat. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Him getting enveloped in the foam, good. Them showing this perspective of it shrinking. Yeah, that was no nice reverse, like reverse, reverse photography. Exactly. And then the fact that they said, you know what, you've got to get this monster to go back to space. If it's okay, we'll get him back to being alive. But then he's got to go to space, and you've got to stay here. And they right. have to, you know, get the kid to say that that's okay because he wants this friendly monster to. Be. Right, right, right. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't like the fight where you couldn't touch anything, right. which is fine. Right. But the rest of the, the show was. And you cute. understand why they tried to do it because, in the setting of the story, if Tor, if uh, Giro had started smashing up buildings and stuff, they would have been justified air quotes to uh, like killing him yes 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 and I get it I mean they're, they're tr still trying to show monsters are bad maybe this one's not so exactly. awful exactly alright so we got some trivia about this episode um there we go according to Taro Giro likes ice cream and candy and won't do any harm except if someone attacks him right uh According to Giro, he just wants to get along with humans. Though not physically seen, Giro is one of the kaiju, of course, that makes up Barry Dora's body in Mega Monster Battle Ultraman Galaxy Legend, the movie. Well, I mean, they just threw every monster they could in that. Thing. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. yeah. Powers and weapons for Giro. Uh, we'll do that once we get to our Monster Minute. Hey, it's Monster Minute. Because <laughs> you found the bell. Um, he's 59 meters tall, 25,000 tons. Um, and uh, let's see here. The origin is Planet Giro. That's like, well, at, at this point, their origin is just lazy. their name. <laughs> that's very lazy. <laughs> that's the, like the Hi, I'm one. Earth. How you doing? <laughs> I'm Aberdeen. I come yeah, exactly. Powers and weapons. The warm shower. Giro can convince. <laughs> you know that, that just goes the wrong way. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I said warm shower by my but The what now? Yeah. Right. He emits a stream of white foam from his antennae. So solidifying instantly on the target at contact. Okay. Hypnosis. Gar yes. Can perform a weak hypnosis. Teleportation when needed. Giro can teleport long distance. Which is was a nice sparkly effect. Yeah, it was I cool. Did like that. But go ahead. Uh, size change. Obviously, Obviously, they all have that. Yeah. And he can create his own realm where it will allow his residents to laugh and play and have yeah, fun. Yeah, levitate okay. on their own and whatnot. Yes. Um, Weakness. If his antennas are chopped off, he will die. Well, there's a thought. Yeah. <laughs> you knock my ears off, I might not like it. You knock my head off, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this episode. Uh, it's a little bit better than what we've been getting. Uh, right. At it, least it's, it's a little bit different. Right. It's very different. I like the fact that he brings the monster back because the kid wants him to. Right. So and Dan, and Dan is not... An incredible jackweed in this one. He's just a kind of jackweed. Well, he yells at him, which is better than he doesn't even yell at him as much as he yell, like he 
he gets a stern talking to. It's not like, like, hey, yo, yeah, it's okay, fair enough. I did, fair enough. Come here so I can hear you. Went right to your Schwarzenegger right there. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta listen. Come on, dude. Come with me if you want to live. You stupid. You have to attack the monsters. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> like, okay. You know, you fine. Know. Yeah. I get it. It's fine. It's all good. It's beautiful. Exactly. Life is good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we're going to go with the next one, which the is. Monsters that wanders in sorrow. Yes. All right. And we'll be right back after this. And we are back with one more episode of Ultraman Leo. Just behind the wall for just a second, watching Rich count out the time that we're supposed to have can sometimes be ridiculous. <laughs> well, I gotta change it up somehow. <laughs> um, anyway, Monster That Wanders in Sorrow. Or The Wandering Monster of Sorrow. Okay. Whichever way you want to do way. it. Um, and the one thing I did like, because yeah. they always give you the monster name, they give the monster name as Bob. Ron! Oh, was it Ron? Ron! I didn't write it down at all because I'm like this is such a stupid name Bob would be ridiculous but Ron would be I think it's far worse. more ridiculous <laughs> so a kaiju arrives and Gen recognizes it as an old friend can he defeat it this and is this is the Japanese tokusatsu equivalent of old yeller yes <laughs> here's the problem again I have with my science going crazy right I'm almost okay with the flaming bowl in space Okay. I'm not okay with the fire going up. And I understand they can't really do anything about that because that's just the way physics works on Earth. Here's what you do. What they should have done is film it going... Sideways. This way, down. Yeah. So the flames would be like... But maybe that was not a practical way to do it. Well, no, because they were rolling the thing. So the fire would have been... Uh, You could see that it was whatever they had lit was rolling. And the fire oh, okay. was following yeah, it and wild. going up. So I yeah. understood what they were doing. Yeah. I understand why they did it that way. Because it did look cool. But my mind instantly said, no, I don't like it. And I'm like, but but come on, mind, it's cool. It's wrong. Come on, brain. We're watching a show about giant monsters. <laughs> Let it go. I can't. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. So, oh, oh my goodness. Um, the synopsis, Max spots a... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, aired 614 1974 directed by Kiyoshi Fukuzawa, and uh, 13.5. We got a little bit of a bump. A little bit of a bump, and I'm hoping that because the last episode was more kid-oriented, kid-friendly, that now more kids can watch this. And they're starting to realize, yes, we want to make it kid-friendly enough Yes, we want to throw in a couple references so parents aren't going completely bonkers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, there's more carnage coming. I oh, there's that. more carnage coming. I'm not doubting that. But at least if it's more kid-friendly, like this one is super kid-friendly. Right. So if it's more kid-friendly, kids will more likely watch it. Right. Which I'm good with. So, um, Max spots a meteorite coming to Earth, or a comet, rather. And detects a life form on it. Uh, they wonder if it's a monster, so they go to investigate it. Indeed, it is a monster. Of course, amazing. His name is Ron. <sighs> and I'm, it's got a cool looking scorpion. This is my monster, Trevor. <laughs> like, it's the least threatening. Hello, Ron. Hello, it's me, I'm Ron. Oh my God, no. Like, Ron sounds like the guy 
that works behind the counter. At that Hot Topic. Dude, do you need these clothes? Just, of course you do. I think he, I think Ron sounds like more like a guy who's got a small shop. I don't think I don't think Ron's a chain store employee. Oh no. Ron maybe works at the auto parts place up the street, you know, like maybe the Napa store, which I realize is it's a chain, a chain place. store, but nonetheless. But like Ron's the guy who could tell you what kind of belt your car needs. Okay. You, like, you know. Alright, I'll buy it. I'm gonna go see Ron and, and he's got and the he's right gonna parts. price those brake parts for me. Okay. Fair you know, like Oh, so if any Rons are out there in the audience, tell us what job you do and see if how close. Not all of you, because no, there's probably f- how many could there be? That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there are tens of you, I'm sure. So, <laughs> um, they investigated, but uh, Gen is unable to fire at it. Right. He remembers it as his pet from when he was on L-77. Right, and they show you that montage of him with the pet. Frolicking around in the oh, suit. Oh, God. It's no. so great. It is so bad. It's not great. It it's was amazing. awful. And because they don't have to do it in perspective because they're on his original yeah. planet, it loses the whole perspective of the suit. Right. Completely. Yeah, it's just a guy in a suit. Exactly. Playing with a monster dog. And... Uh, <laughs> and it's just a monster dog puppet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there going, but now you killed perspective for the whole episode. Not really, because once he gets back, you realize he is a giant monster dog now at this point. But it's still killed, because you could see exactly what they were doing with the monster, the little dog puppet and say, okay, they just filmed it differently. And it no, killed. totally different no. suit. It's a it's a it's a puppet, literally. It's a puppet yeah, on the no. show, but the suit is not. Yeah, it's a person in the suit. Yeah, okay. the puppet right. is this little little actual puppet. It actually looks like if you know, familiar with video games, Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's a new Spyro game coming that, out that I really want to. Here get. you go. Look. Is that not Spyro the Dragon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. It is Spyro. I'm wondering if the guy who made Spyro is like, hey, you ever watched Ultraman Leo? Get a load of this. You know, We can use this thing. Yeah, let's do that. And somebody went, you know, Ted? Uh, I don't know what you're taking off you're the into- job. <laughs> <laughs> but keep taking it. Double up on Wednesday. Double up, exactly. <laughs> so... Um, Gen then sees Momoko uh, punish Kaoru for being mean because she was lonely and begins to understand Dan's point of view. Right. And then Dan kicks Gen off the Mac team. Right. Again. 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 (laughs) So he leaves his helmet, goes to the park, and sings this sorrowful song. On the white guitar. On what? uh, And... Okay. But I think he's actually playing it. Oh, he's playing and, it. And he's singing, singing it. it. I give him that. Yeah. That's fine. He's got skills. I'm not arguing with that. Not even a little bit. Right. Do I need to see it? No. Yeah, I don't know. But got to some time. He's not training in this episode. Right. So that's where I was good. Also, aren't you wondering if maybe they were trying to push this guy as a as an artist? Yeah. Like maybe. The, I don't see it. There's a show called Iron King, which basically takes. Uh, has the same idea of like it's giant transform, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they were trying to push the actor as a um, pop star. Okay. So every episode has a song in it where, and he's singing it, and he's, he's trying to. Up. I got you. But gotcha. the thing is, they didn't have a lot of money. Okay. Oh, so it comes out bad every. No, time. no. It's, look, we've discussed the fact that it's a twelve-inch GI Joe. Yeah. Sliding on a zip cord to get to one of the robots once. Um, 
<laughs> but they didn't want to pay to use like uh, a bunch of pop songs and stuff. Uh-huh. Like for the rights to the music. Okay. So it's all old Japanese folk songs that are oh, no cost. So slow, no, no cost. Yeah, no cost. Like, oh, there's some peppy numbers too, but it's all like, and hey, we were walking in the mountains and things oh, started happening, and God. there was a lot of trees, no. etc. You know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, like I was listening to that podcast that you recommended, Bubble. Yeah. And they're. Just and they even tell you we're just off enough that we can't get. That's right. <laughs> I love that show so much. I love that show. Are you done? I'm in the middle of the second episode. Oh, I just okay. Started okay. Like this morning. Yeah. Oh, it's like, good oh, stuff. This is good. Yeah, I, th- I knew this would be up your alley. <laughs> um. So um, the I thought that scene where uh, where Momoko and Karu, um, I thought that was very effective, where the little girl was beating on her and like. Like, just so sad. and Right. And the, the problem is, the, the Karu, her, one of her little friends, gets a bunch of lollipops from her mother. Right. And the little girl starts handing out lollipops. This is for you. This is for you. Goes to Karu, tries to hand her one, and she takes all the lollipops. Right. Because she's sad because she doesn't have a mother. Or a knocks, father. Or whatever. <laughs> knocks, throws them all to the ground and starts stomping on them. And the woman tries to say, listen, you can't do that. Say you're sorry, whatever. And Gen says, no, leave her alone. No! Reprimand the kid. This can't be right, even if it's not your kid. That's not right. He just says, Momoko, she's like, you stay out of it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like, okay. Oh, God. And, you know, you understand, like, she's... He's lost everything, and he gets like how rageful how and be. sad she could be. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, you know what? You're not supposed to do that to a girl that's trying to be friendly. Yeah. And boy, when they make up, it's oh, like, yeah. hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. Let's go on the swings. Yeah, you we're know, like, <laughs> I'll push you. You push me. Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, but kids do that. No, absolutely. They forget instantly. It's fine. Kids that's are like, all right, cool. Let's go do this. Yeah. And then it's yeah. you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, earthquakes are happening because of Ron moving. Exactly, <laughs> Ron moving in the Earth's core. It's just funny. It is about the silliest thing, but it's Japan. It's so not even just... that he's moving in the Earth's core. That's doing it. It's his name is Ron. <laughs> Anything that's like, unless you're telling me, you know, Ron went to go get bread. I'll be back in ten minutes. Yeah, any any time. Yeah. Yeah, See, Ron went to go pick up coffee. Ron's just not a threatening he man. He called up, do you want anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are Rons that can be threatening. Yeah. It's not a threatening name. Right. Right. Never. Like, you know, you wouldn't think Fauntleroy would be exactly. someone you should worry about. <laughs> He's not the one that ravaged through your village. That's right. <sighs> the barbarian Fauntleroy. <laughs> I hope there's an Ultraman monster named Fauntleroy at some point. I don't think they will. Just for that God, I hope reason. so. I mean, considering they're going the to the planet of, Fault, Lorraine. Lorraine. <laughs> Considering the fact that they're just going at, we've got Ultraman, uh, Red Blue. Yeah. yeah, sure, it's Red Blue. Oh, God. But the monsters at least have creative <laughs> names. True. Like, True. <sighs> but anyway. Dude, the, we the, need to make a mascot for the show and the monsters we need Fault, Lorraine. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> But that, that thing you sent me. Ooh, what if he's a fancy Ultraman? He's Ultraman uh, Fauntleroy. <laughs> he's got like a cravat. Oh, he's got a cravat. You oh, know, and he's no. like, Ronald, forsooth, I beg oh, of you what? to stop attacking. 
Anyway. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Back to the yeah, show. Yeah, you, you pull this show back on the rails. <laughs> I challenge you to do so. All right, you want to keep going? The the thing you said, <laughs> the Robo toys, the eight different Robo toys. Oh, those little Lego dudes? Those yeah. little Lego dudes are awesome. Yeah. I don't know how much they cost. They're, they're not going to be bucks. much. No, they're, they're Chinese bootlegs. Oh, so they're yeah. $5. will be like 88 cents a piece or something nice. with shipping. That's very, Oh, very yeah, cool. I'll be ordering some. Don't uh, you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. That's, but now, yeah. back to we go. The, sh the ships fly around, mm. shoot at Ron. Right. Of course, has no effect. Right, of course. And the monster has a lightning tail, which knocks two planes out of the sky. Again, the bad miniature ejection scenes. Right. Okay. I've got to let it slide, but yeah. I'm going to mention it. And then, again, drives that lovely, crazy truck. Yeah. I love The magic that. ice cream truck. Magic ice cream truck. <laughs> At Ron. Shoots him. And Ron has laser eyes. Laser eyes? Okay. Doesn't he have fire breath, too, I think? He had fire breath, lightning tail, laser eyes. This guy has it all. I love him. <sighs> and then... The monster, the Ron, jumps on the truck. The Ron. The Ron. Oh, yeah. And, uh, how cool was the, the miniature, like, remote-controlled ice cream truck? Oh, it was great. They, yeah. I, I mean, to make something that close to scale. Right. In miniature was And excellent. it looked great. It and it weird. shot stuff. Yeah, it was cool as yeah. heck. Yeah. And then the monster jumping on it. Now, you knew he was jumping <laughs> right in front of it so he didn't break it. Flops. Exactly. And then like how my dog goes to get something. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, hold on, let me get it. Taking a grenade for the team. And then Leo appears, and you're wondering if everybody thinks he died when the monster right. fell on the truck. Right, right, right. Jumped on the truck. But the and smoke clears, and there he is. There he is. Shockingly, like a like a uh, angry owner. And then Ron realizes that Leo is his old master. Right. And of course, fights him anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? So he, he shrinks him. Um, so it can be friendly. Brought, yeah, brought, brought, yeah, like brought him back to space so it yeah, could live friendly I on guess. him. Yeah. Um, and then later, Gen gives Cairo a puppy named Ron. Right. See, Ron, great dog name. Great dog name because it's friendly and it'll love you and yeah. all that kind of Quite stuff. Quite frankly, I believe all dogs should have people names. <laughs> I do. This is my dog, Fergus. Your dog's name is Hello. Fergus. My dog's name is Fergus. Like... There's, uh, or like, I also like obtuse names. There's a dog that lives in the house on the corner over here named Trouble. Okay. That's See, good. That's good. Here comes Trouble. Right. Here comes Trouble. I also like dogs that are named after, like, food. Like Waffles. And Pepper, my dog? That's right. Waffles <laughs> Waffles is named, Waffles is a is a solid dog name. Yeah. yeah. You know? I can see But that. like, I don't know, Ralph. Ralph, my, my wife had a dog named Ralph at okay. one time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of people names for dogs. Good enough. All right, so let's get to Ron. But, uh, now, again, they go to, after he gives a dog, they have yet another singing montage. Right. I rather now the training montage <laughs> than the singing montage. Oh, my God. How close were they to killing that poor dog because he couldn't keep up running? You could see the leash getting right real tight. And the dog's like, Oi, hey, hey, I'm slow it down, puppy. guys. Like, I just need a little... It's me. It's Ron. Any help you got? That'd be awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, we're going to get to our monster minute with uh, Ron. I <laughs> know. You got to do it, though. I can't. It's, <laughs> you have to. All right. 
Here's Ron's roar. Let me make sure I've got actual volume on this thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. I thought he sounded a little bit like uh, Red King, but I could mm, be wrong. I'm not really that. sure. I won't say. Uh, they'll probably be in the in the trivia. Yeah, probably. Go ahead. Uh, he is 57 meters, 30,000 tons. Um, a little hefty for our, our monsters, but that's okay. Yeah, let's see. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, when the L-77 was destroyed by alien magma, um, Leo headed to Earth to save Ultra 7 from magma, and Ron wandered through space where he became a giant monster crazed with a thirst for magma. I don't know where that comes from, I but I think that's a that great statement. From, that is a great statement. Our I podcast, like it. our podcast is crazed with a thirst for magma. <laughs> the Science Patrol, crazed with a thirst for magma. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. Trivia. Ron has a reused Rodan War. Oh, okay. I oh, knew I heard it before. Yeah, yeah okay. Fair enough. Um, Ron is the first guy whose life is spared by Ultraman Leia. No. He just saved the oh, hero. Right. Just well, no, he did go. kill him first. I mean, it's a technicality. He kills uh, him. He does kill him and then bring him life. back. I mean, that's kind of like it. Oopsie. Uh, okay. okay. Do over. Do, do over, everybody. We're going to let the do over slide. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Ron is one of three monsters who would act for a pet for an ultra. The others being Rabbit Dog and Guard. Okay. Guard is okay. G U A R D E. So maybe okay. it's Garde. Nah, who knows? Guard. Guard. It could be French. You don't know. <laughs> Despite being a good monster, Ron is mentioned as being one of the monsters that makes up Barry Doyer's body. Okay. Um, this is most likely because his monster form was destroyed, and he became the little guy again. Okay, fair enough. That's that's. I think what you that's, gotta go with. That's a little bit of fan wank, and I'm okay with that. That's good. I'm good with that. That's perfectly fine. On planet L seventy seven. It was revealed that Ron's species are space moles. I don't okay, I don't remember that. seeing that part, but that's fine. And are considered as pests by Leo's kind. However, it's possible that Leo simply never treated Ron as hostile and instead adopted it. No, because he, they showed it as basically <laughs> Leo's dog kind right. of deal. You know, he's playing yeah. with it and having fun with it like a dog. He wasn't like a mole, but okay, whatever. What do I know? All right. Powers and weapons. Always got enough of them. Space travel. Ron can travel through space by encasing himself in a burning comet. Right. Fire stream. Ron can exhale a stream of fire from his mouth. Which was very cool. Tail flame. Ron can emit a stream of fire from the tip of his tail. It was tail lightning. It wasn't tail flame. Well, hold on. There was tail flame at first. Hold on. We got more. Oh, okay. Lasers. Ron can fire lasers from his eyes. Yeah. Energy darts. Ron can fire a succession of energy darts from the tip of his tail. Oh, that's what they were. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. energy darts. Okay, fair enough. Burrowing. Yeah. Ron can burrow at medium speeds underground. And the prehensile tail. Yes. Ron's tail can be used to constrict enemies. Right. Which they actually showed at one point where Leo was wrapped in the tail, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't see a toy for Ron, which is a little upsetting. Mm, it wouldn't have been a great toy because they, uh, for most of the episode, the thing was crawling around, and then for the fight scenes, obviously the guy is going to stand up, so right. that way at least he stands something of a chance. But all right, fair enough. What's great is somebody mentions on the the comments. I guess Ron ran away because that dog was never seen again, except in a flashback <laughs> in episode forty. Oh God! Come on, guys. <sighs> By the way, when I watched. The Garrow episode, or the Giro episode, yeah. 
and I watched the coming next. Yeah. I was like, there's a dog in this one. <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. Oh, well, when my son, Zach, was watching it, he saw the dog going, oh, puppy. I'm yeah. Like, oh, God, watch the whole episode. Okay. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's a dog in this one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty excited. That's why he and I get along so well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I like this one. Even the... I do like... This was a nice two... Nice combo episode. Yeah. These, I liked it. Yeah, because it was... They were not your stock story. Alien comes to Earth, wants to take over dry cleaners, whatever. Right, and we have to kill it. Right. This was, we can get along with them if we try a little bit. Maybe they'll do some damage. Right. We can get along with them. We didn't, there wasn't a lot of damage in Not this in one, the right? second one. In the first one, there was little damage because they didn't want to wreck this thing. In the I second one, there was anything damage. at all in the first one. I think they, they avoided, avoided everything. You're right. They avoided damage completely. In These the were budget savers. The second one, there was some damage because it showed it burrowing out of a hill. Yeah, but that's, that's all. That's, that's not, just dirt. That's, yeah. We buried can, the thing in dirt. Put we could do that a bunch of times. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's, just, that's rocks. <laughs> we didn't have to break any... We didn't have to buy build a bunch break of... something, yeah. Yeah, we didn't have to build a bunch of buildings... To break, yeah. To break them. So, yeah, these are nice budget-saving episodes. I yeah. can see that. Oh, you know what I saw there? Speaking of stuff you can buy from overseas, on uh, on AliExpress, I was farting around looking at Ultraman stuff, okay. as I am want to do. As you want to do. And um, they have miniature buildings for sale now. That break? No, but you can just stage your... Oh, stage your Ultraman show with the miniature. Yeah, yeah you can stage like, because you know how they have those like super, like super poseable Ultraman yeah, yeah. figures now that are like $100 a piece. Well, that's besides the point. <sighs> well, if you have $100 for the super poseable Ultraman, you have the money for the, the building. buildings. are the super cheap. Right. And you can buy them in different scales. Oh. Oh, yeah. Nice. So if you want to make them real big, the monsters, or make them just so just. that they're Building size about the size of buildings, or if you wanted, would like they do in the show, put the smaller buildings in front and the bigger buildings in mm -hmm, back, so mm -hmm. you can show scale that mm -hmm. way. You can do it that way. Too. Yeah, you can. Yeah. They're not expensive either. That's good. It's my my kids neat. are now watching. I don't remember the name of it. There's something on demand where they have two kids fighting in monster costumes around buildings, and I have I'll have it next week. I'll I'll write down the name mm. of the show. But there's two kids, and you can tell they're kids because they don't know what they're doing. They're not right, really hurting right, each other. Right, right, right. In suits, fighting on buildings that you know are just made of foam because they're going to break. Oh, that's great. It's absolutely weird as all heck. Oh, what's out? That? You want us out? What's the matter? Is everything all right? Oh. Okay. Daddy, that's right. Good job, buddy. All right, we're almost done. Yeah. You're very chatty today. He is chatty. I've never seen this. This is yeah. This is chatty. He's been in a while. Nice. What Good do, job. Do you want more food? All right. Okay. We'll get you something to eat in a minute. Yeah. All we're right. Right down, buddy. We're coming right down. Okay. I'll be right there. See you. Hey, in a do you want to go? You want to go to the flea market? Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll go to the flea market. So, uh, pick out some clothes to wear. There you go. Very chatty. Yeah. I'm liking that. Yeah, me too. Okay. So, his preferred name at this point is Papa for some reason. Oh, really? I, they take it. I, I am, but I'm like, Papa? <laughs> Where did that come that from? We're possibly going to... He's like, Papa, and I'm like... <laughs> I turn to him, I'm like, Papa? All right, dude, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. <laughs> yeah. He could be like, he, he could be like, Okasa! Yeah, you... Or wait, is that mother in Japanese? I don't know. 
Okasa, I think, is father. Osaka is mother. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. So, so that's it. Um, we've got... Uh, we've. And I did watch the preview for next week's episode since I'm sitting there. And Matsu looks interesting. Yeah. But uh, I'll keep my ideas until I watch it. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> somebody says... Oh, my. Oh, yeah. So somebody says, does anyone know the name of the song that plays in the end of this episode? The one before the credits. Right. Where we see that Ron is now a puppy and a pet for that ill-tempered little orphan girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you got to go. I got to go. Folks, thanks again for listening. We'll see you all again next week. And And rate, review, and subscribe, please. That's right. Sally Forth. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at ultramanpodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.